Hello, and welcome to Confidently Wrong, a show by regular dudes talking with confidence about content we have no right to speak about with any kind of authority, but do it anyway. I'm Wesley Nakamura, and as always, I'm joined by award-winning director Brian Redondo and Savan Jones, aka Captain Bonnie. This is episode 122, and we talk about what we're loving, and we throw down as we enter the debate ring in today's This or That. I'm confident that it's going to be the best show you've ever listened to, and well, hey, if it's not, you can always ask us for a refund. Incredible! Hello, gentlemen. Welcome back to another Hola. episode. What's up, Brian? What's up? Hello, Sav. Sav got a Howdy. big on. All right. How we feeling today? Are we uh rate yourself on a scale of one to ten? I'm feeling, you know, seven. Still got this cold dragging me down. Sav, how you feeling? I'm an X, just a variable. Oh, he's a variable. I, cannot, I simply variable. I simply cannot be defined by a simple number. Oh, you're undefined, so divided by zero. I like it. Brian, how you feeling today? No, I said undefined. I always uh he can't be defined. Can't be defined. Wes. Okay. And I'm always rocking it at an 11. Hell yeah. yeah. Turn it up to 11, bro. All right. Today's episode, um, we're, we're waiting uh, in real life. I don't know when this is going to come out, but we're waiting for a couple of shows to debut, like Ahsoka and stuff like that. So that hopefully be on our next show. Also, uh, me and my wife are expecting a kid any day, week now. Um, so we may need to take a, a quick, you know, a little, a little, a little breaky break um, from from shows. So we're yeah, gonna do. Really you're not gonna record yeah, was, from the yeah, delivery room. You wasn't really saying nothing. I didn't realize how far it's been that long already, huh? Yeah, I guess we're. I guess we're. Uh, I guess I'm not committed to the show. I, I'm gonna prioritize the uh, the baby and uh, and the wife. So just break the mic. <laughs> uh, well, the Wi-Fi at the hospital is not so good, so that might not work that well. Just name the baby Savannah, and you'll be good. It's due. It's due August twenty second. Uh, well, what if it's a girl, Savanisha, Savanel, or just Savan? That can still work. <laughs> Savan oh, could is, be... is Savan a girl's name too? All right. All right. So, any name? Jesus, oh, Brian, get your friend. <laughs> <laughs> I say Savan. This man say Savanisha. <laughs> oh my god. Well. Yeah, Savan can be a very Savan's a made up name. It's gender neutral. Okay, okay. every name's gender neutral. Well, it's not gender neutral if the only Savan I know is you. I love that you made it like Martin Lawrence's like fake neighbor character. Savanisha. Oh no, but like that's how kids in New Orleans are named, bro. Like they just get the name of their dad plus Isha or L. That's not. That's not made up. Say help your friend. You should just cut. This. You should just cut this. Just do you have a, do you have a name wrong. picked out? Am I wrong? Did I meet a Corey? Yes, else? you are wrong. <laughs> her dad was Corey. <laughs> Corey, oh daughter is Corio. All right, let's keep it going. Uh, what we're loving first, and then we're gonna Dan, do Danielle. I mean, yeah, Danielle. It's just a thing. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Uh, let us know what Wes should name his child Ooh, because yeah, we're taking that is how babies get named now <laughs> through through social media followers. Crowdsourcing. We just made this man fall out of his seat. All right. Uh, the second segment is going to be this or that. You'll see what we're doing, but it'll be like a mini debate over different uh, different choices. You know, good good little fun we'll have here. We'll we'll keep fake score as well as we go. All right. So what we're loving uh, the first one. It's going to be Brian. Brian, what are you love? Oh, wait, we didn't do our sound effect. Let's get our Duriel sound effect in here. What we love. 
Brian, what are you loving this week? This week, I've been very tired. I've been doing a lot of work. Uh, I have watched Ninja Turtles this week. I, um, you know, I'm still recovering from Barbenheimer. And so, you know. I didn't get to see Barbie yet. Ah, I haven't had time. Yeah. That, I mean, that's the thing. Life, life keeps going. And so sometimes you need a certain type of respite. And, um, and so while we're, we're in sort of a holding pattern waiting for shows like Ahsoka and whatever and Loki season two, all that, all that kind of stuff. So like sometimes you just need something like light and funny, but also kind of adult to, you know, to gnaw on, to nosh on a little bit. Uh, and so that show for me recently has been a Seth Rogen Rose Byrne comedy on Apple TV plus called platonic, which is like, Savan's going to hate this, <laughs> but it's, it's about middle-aged people who, you know, straight male, straight female who are who learn to be platonic friends with each other again. You know, they were like friends in their 20s. They stopped being friends. Uh, you know, like one of them got I actually both of them got married apparently, you know, in in the premise of the show uh Rose Burns character really disliked Seth Rogen's wife and so they had a falling out and they they stopped being friends for several years. And then Seth Rogen's character gets a divorce and Rose Byrne decides to rekindle the friendship. And then so, of course, they start hanging out and doing things like they were in their 20s. Um, But it's about, you know, platonic friendships between straight men and women. Hmm. It's kind of just hilarious. Like hijinks? I think. Yeah, a little bit. Like there's an episode involving uh, Coke and ketamine uh there's uh, another episode where they're like you know those um those like paper ride scooters that are littered all over <laughs> LA like Venice Beach yeah uh the motor scooters and stuff there's an episode where they you know they ride some of those and then they trash them they like they're like flinging them over a fence or like trying to knock them over uh with with uh beer kegs and stuff and so you know there's there's that there's some of that kind of fun, but then there's also, you know, more like middle-aged humor where, okay, Rose Byrne uh, is trying to buy a house and the only one that she and her husband can afford is a former nursing home <laughs> that, you know, that has like, you know, bedpans next to the beds and like railings and stuff. And it's a terrible house, but it's all they can afford. And uh, so they tank the deal, right? So there's like there's that kind of humor going on in it as well, and you know it's it's just kind of like enjoyable to watch like people in their forties like have have fun and uh, interesting goofy lives together, and it also brings up the like this interesting question of like can straight men and women actually be friends uh, and maintain their other romantic relationships? Uh, as that's happening and uh so i've been enjoying that i think that's that's definitely a good watch for somebody on the edge of 40 <laughs> like you and i all right so indeed indeed any any follow-ups for brian 
He's just got this puzzled look on his face, bro. <laughs> He's just like, why? <laughs> Come why? on. <laughs> like, Cause so, like, sometimes you just got to watch stuff like that, man. <laughs> I'm just pulling up the cast. I'm just like. And Rose Byrne, I did not realize. Hilarious. Hilarious person. Yeah. yeah. So, like. I, I a... only really know her from Bridesmaids, where she uh, she kind of plays a prick. Yeah, so more straight in, in this, she's just like good buddy. Like, yeah, I I want a like good gal pal like that. That'd be fantastic. So, is this like a a bones? Will they will they smash? Will they won't? Or is it definitively they're not gonna smash? It's just the relationship development. So I'm only like five episodes in, and. It seems like, no, they're definitely not going to smash. And I hope it stays that way. Like, I hope <clears throat> the show really is just about people being platonic friends. Yeah, they don't do it like Of course, bones, there's a little huh? bit of jealousy going on with her husband and whatever. But then that leads to a funny scenario because then the husband starts hanging out with the friends so that they can be friends. Um, <laughs> so, you know, there, there's kind of stuff like that. I'm sure, like, I mean, you guys in relationships, like, like sometimes you make that effort, um, and regardless of whether or not you really want to, but uh, you know, fun things happen out of that. And I think the the show the show is tapping into something uh, that I think you know speaks to me as as a married adult. Uh, and you got to figure out like what is your social life as that person in that stage of life. Uh, and this this show is kind of tackling that head on. I'm glad it speaks to where you are in life, bro. And I believe, if you're on record, I believe in healthy platonic relationships between people of all sexes and all that. It's a good way to have healthy balance, you know, just social circles. I ain't about to watch a show about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, I agree with you the, know, when I'm, like the philosophy, when I'm, I'm like, I'm here for it. When I'm 65, I'm going to want to watch a show about wearing diapers. So, you know, God, I hope it's not like happening at my 65. At least let me make it to. Well, I don't even know if I'm gonna make it to be that old either. I don't know. Different different podcast. <laughs> <laughs> That's death, sex, and money. All right, Savan, <laughs> what's your what's your what we're loving this week? Uh, <laughs> I'm just dead ass just joke thinking about this show now, Brian. I pulled up the the Wikipedia page and I'm looking like I'm looking at the casting. I'm like, okay, I I see the appeal. It's just. I would not just sit and watch this of my own volition, but it feels like it's well done. Let, let uh, yourself age. <laughs> yeah, give me a few more years. I might watch this. Put this on the back burner. Give me five more years. I might watch this. Uh, but for me, my what I'm loving is a game I recently downloaded called Naraka Blade Point. It is a free to play. Recently, like it recently moved it to free to play. But it's a battle royale game, so you know the deal for my game is out there. They throw 60 people in a map, and y'all getting it in. Last team standing claims ultimate victory. Teams of three. But what makes this game fun from other battle royales I've played, which are traditionally gun-based shooters, is that this is a, uh, a melee combat weapon-based game. So a lot of the core battle royale stuff, you pick a spot, you loot, you grab stuff. There's different tiers of gear, backpack, all that is the same. So if you've played any battle royale, Fortnite, Pub, Apex, whatever, uh, Warzone, those core mechanics carry over very smoothly, and you should understand it immediately. But, again, what makes the game fun is that it's all about melee combat. So, instead of guns, you have stabs, pole swords, dual swords, halberds, nunchaku, all that good stuff. 
and you're running around beating the crap out of each other. You can climb walls and traverse and move and use grappling hooks so you can have really fun dynamic movement. The game has a cast of characters who have like, you know, a regular ability that can add a dynamic thing to the fight, some defensive, some offensive, and an ultimate, you know, the core battle royale structure stuff isn't different. But frankly, it's uh I think the game is like was originally made in China. And so unlike a lot of major games that, you know, kind of made more stateside, this game is really huge in Asia and has kind of started to get a bigger foothold more so in the Western and United States. Like there was a PS5 version that came out a few weeks ago. It came out for Xbox, the Series S uh, sometime in like mid, late 2022. But frankly, it's a really simple, easy to pick up game. The combat kind of works like a rock, paper, scissors type deal where some attacks beat these, others beat these. It's a good, fun palate cleanser for a lot of the other really sweaty, intense battle royales I play. I won't pretend that this one can also become super sweaty and intense, <laughs> but it's colorful, it's fun, it's very pretty to look at. The game, you know, it's free to play, but naturally, like any other stuff, you play enough and they have cosmetics, they sell you all that. You know, obviously, the cosmetics are just visual, don't affect the gameplay, but it's fun to be in a battle royale with your homies and you see some other characters and instead of running up and shooting them you run up and beat the shit out of them you know? <laughs> like there was a point where just like hey homie you know, i was playing with tyler and we just saw a dude and he wasn't with his teammate and i'm like oh you're not with your teammate oh well you're about to get worked and we say hey you see him yep and we're still using all the sweaty stuff we know from all the other games in terms of teamwork coordination <laughs> but now instead of having to have like the god of a the aim you know have aim like hawkeye or whatever you can just go full fighting game mode and just you still got to like be intentional, but about your combos. But there's times I run up with some nunchucks and I just start smacking a fool and beating the crap out of him. And I smack him away and then Tyler comes and stabs him and then they turn into, you know, a corpse and we loot their stuff and then we beat up the teammate. And, yo, know, that feels really, really effing good. Sometimes I worry about you, Savon. <laughs> what, just wanting to beat up people? Yeah. Sometimes people just need to look, look, look man. I have no violent tendencies in real life, so I need an outlet, and <laughs> that outlet is smacking people with Nunchaku and Naraka Blade Point. Fair it's enough. free to play, like easy to pick step. up. This is the next step of your Street Fighter experience. You're like, well, in that one, I'm just walking up to people and just like uppercutting them in the chin. And this one, I'm bringing my boy. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. In Street <laughs> Fighter, I was pile dri- in Street Fighter, I was pile driving cops and grandmas. And this, like, the people can, you know, they can fight back a little bit more. <laughs> Two equally detestable portions of our society. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Either way, like, who you think you are? Handicap spot? I'll show you a handicap spot. <laughs> <laughs> to protect and serve, I'll show you something. You'll get served something. <laughs> a knuckle sandwich. But nah, fun game, free to play, easy to pick up. I mean, Wes, you played it. Like, it's not a complicated game in terms of the controls or anything. Oh, I find and, it complicated. What's, oh, yeah, what's the combat like? Is this is this more like a fighting style combat, or is it more like a melee combat in like an action adventure game? It's more like or, that. Like what? Yeah. It's more like that. Like almost so basically, like a met, like if you were playing right now, Brian, on your PlayStation, you picked up like some nunchucks. Every weapon has their own like certain types of mechanics and combos but the basics are l2 for a horizontal attack r2 for a vertical attack you press it over and over you do a combo regular hits are gray and are beaten by charge hits that make your character turn blue that's like the rock paper scissors element so if you charge an attack you can do something cool but you turn blue that'll beat normal attacks that are like the gray 
but then there's a counter mechanic where your character flashes red that's how you beat the charged up blue attacks so you know you can kind of read what people are doing so oh if you're trying to charge it doesn't stop the regular attacks so it's yeah and then the red counter is beaten by regular attacks so the idea is you want to do your regular attacks because that's like the most reliable way but someone is going to use a blue attack to eat that and hit you harder but then knowing that you can counter with red and then it turns into like okay how do you get your damage off combo people but still not be predictable and stop them from doing the same to you this is why i find it complicated that's rock paper scissors is not complicated wes well when you have to do it within like 0.1 seconds it's complicated it's also I'd just freak out. Be like, that's ah. hard, not complicated. Which is it's just not a com- it's not a mechanic I'm used to as well. Um, I don't play a lot of like you know fighting games. Yeah, and but then it, you have this with like ten players on screen. Yeah, well, but it's fun. It's, yeah, I mean the fights don't get too big because the map spread out enough. But a lot of times, I mean, some fights do get wild. But if you're playing duels, you might fight a team. Another team might come. I want wild fights. <laughs> I want all out brawl. Like. It, it can be all-out brawls, but it can also be very... Like, you get a different a good mix of the types of scraps you get into. Sometimes you're like, oh, yo, this is just turning into the Royal Rumble. Let's actually get some space because no matter how good we fight, someone else is going to come behind us with a steel chair. And it doesn't <laughs> matter how good you are fighting. And other times where it's like a, a, a martial arts movie where we see a team come up and it's like, oh, all right, you take that one, I'll take that one, all right. We're fighting, and sometimes we'll both win out one-on-one and feel bad. I was like, hey, you got him, I got him, and you got him cooked. And other times where it's, yo, I'm getting my ass beat. I need help. <laughs> I can't help. I got three there'll, guys over here. Yeah. There have been multiple times where me and Tyler absolutely mashed on some fools, and it feels amazing to be like, hey, you good. I'm cooking my matchup, and we both beat him at the same time. And other times where I'm losing, Tyler cooks his guy. He bails me out and saves me like an anime at the last second. And other times when we both get our asses beat. <laughs> like we ran up on them thinking, no, we got this. And then. 15 seconds later they sent us back to the lobby (laughs) so it's a fun it's a it's a fun palette cleanser good mix up it's nice to see a battle royale that has the melee combat stuff in it because it keeps things fresh all right tell the listeners at home what's the name of the game again naraka blade point free to play available on stuff nice all right my what we're loving this week is the sea of tranquility actually i need to pull up the uh the author here I, i forgot their name it's a book. It's a book. It's a book. <laughs> oh my goodness! For Emily, reading, Emily St. John Mandel. Mandel. Was your Wi-Fi down? Mandel. And <laughs> he got his power knocked out. So, uh, let's see. How do I want to? I want to start talking about this. Okay, so I've been. I actually have been doing more audiobooks, listening to more, reading more audiobooks um, of late. I actually hadn't read a book probably in a good two years or so. Um, but f- I, I kind of had some time, obviously, over the summer. So I was like, let me download a couple audiobooks. Let me, you know, let me do some stuff. Um, maybe this started at the end of last school year. So like in May. Um, so I, I've, I've listened to a few, maybe two or three different audiobooks. Like, you know, Dave, uh, Dave Grohl had a, had an audiobook come out a, a few years ago about his life. Um, so I listened to that. That was cool. Ali Wong. Um, I was telling Brian about that one. Um, uh, I listened to a 20, this, this audiobook, no joke, had 24 hours of, of things on like of of story to it which most audiobooks are between like six and 12 hours or so this one this one was 24 hours i was like oh my god but i listened to it it was good um and the thing like i rented from the library uh on the on the app and be, just like the library you only get like three weeks for it bro when i tell you i was just like 1.75ing that man like i was trying to get through that book so i, I didn't lose it <laughs> before before i had to turn it back in 
Um, that that was Brandon uh, Brandon Sanderson, I think is his name. He he writes like fantasy books, um, but he writes like I thought you were gonna say Brandon Ingram. Oh no, he writes, but he writes like thirteen hundred page books. Like, bro, slow down. Like, just just seven hundred is a lot. Like, go ahead, keep it to four hundred. You know, like we're good on that. But he writes just these epic, you know, epic books. It was good. I enjoyed. It. I'm glad. I glad. I glad I listened to it. Anyways. So the, the one I'm recently listening to is is called The Sea of Tranquility. And and I'm not done with this, so I can't give you like the full how does it turn out by the end um review of what it. Happened? But, yeah. But it's it's cool. It's actually I think she wrote um Station Eleven. Um uh, I think it's the same author. So it, it kind of is this just like it's it's just a weird <laughs> Savon just threw up (laughs) (laughs) it's just a weird cool book like you're meeting these people at different points in time but like you're and i'm still i'm maybe about one third or two little over one third of the way through and you're still trying to figure out like well what do these different stories have to do with each other because they take place at different times in history like you start off with uh, a character who maybe lives in like the early 1900s late 1800s something like that uh and then you kind of jump forward in time to like someone who lives in the like 2000s and then someone later who lives in like the 2200s um, and then maybe even further along. So there's something going on here. And like one of the characters seems like he's showing up in multiple of these stories, like kind of just as a side character. You're like, oh, is he is he time jumping or is he like just in, uh, immortal? Like, I don't know. So I'm, I'm interested. It's It seems like it's pretty well written. The, the author writes it in an interesting way. And it's not so confusing that I'm like, well, this is stupid. Like, I'm not even going to pay attention. It's like just just enough that you're like, OK, like, let me see what happens next, because maybe it'll make it make more sense. Um, so I've been enjoying it. Sea of Tranquility uh, audiobooks. I also highly recommend if you're someone who drives because then you can like, you know, you could do something good for your brain uh, while you're driving. It's like, like a podcast, you know, uh, but on those audiobooks. I'm just imagining you like driving in circles on the highway, <laughs> trying to finish some library audio. <laughs> it is, it is, it is a little bit of a pressure. You can't just be like, "Oh, I'll read it whenever." But that's good for my brain because my brain doesn't remember shit. So like, I have to listen to it, you know, pretty often just to get it done. Which means I don't have much time to forget what happened. There is what part of the story that takes place on the moon. There's like colonies on the moon, but of course, there's like you know there's like rich parts of the colony on the moon and like poorer parts mm-hmm. on the colony on the moon or like more you know more run down parts and um it's cool to see how she imagines like life on the moon because it's different than than other ways other stories that i've seen where people live on the moon and the way that she describes it so it was cool i don't know i'm, I'm enjoying it so far so that's my what i'm loving this week wait so it's a time travel novel unclear there's a little bit of time travel in it but that's not the main point because they haven't – well, that hasn't been the what main – What is the main storyline then? Well, see, that's the thing. I, was, I, I don't really know. It's like all these people like are somehow connected and we're just seeing like little snippets of their lives this so far. This seems like some it's shit like, you would hate, bro. It's, it's very quick. I don't it's know. I'm like enjoying it though. you would hate. Yeah, I feel like you're it's right. It's not like something I, I would like because I'm no? here and it's like, okay. This I think is I would love this book. Yeah, this sounds interesting, but I'm like nothing short of blown away that – Yeah, you're just getting little vignettes of like – these people's experiences but there's like enough of a mystery that like kind of holds true in all of them it's like there's some kind of phenomenon that happens in a couple of them that you're like oh is that like the same phenomenon we just heard about but like in a different time so i'm not i'm not really sure i i can't speak to like what actually is the thing so maybe if that thing turns out to be stupid i'm gonna be like yeah i didn't like that book but right now it's holding my attention i'm enjoying it <laughs> brian i do think you would like the 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 book um and it's short it's only like a five and a half hour read for audiobooks so it's probably a 250 page book or something like that it's not it's not very long all right rent it from your library or buy it 
you got money. The next segment is called This or That. It's going to be... Cue the music! <laughs> we don't have a music. Brian, you got to make up music. This. Just do mouth music. You can get with that. We're going to go 30 seconds for side one, 30 seconds for side two, and then side one will get 10 seconds to uh, to readdress it. Uh, we're going to be sticklers about that time. Just kidding. We're bad about that, but we'll try. Uh, and then the, the person who is not in the debate or not in the argument is going to be the host, the judge, uh, the end-all be-all, and decide who is the winner. Uh, it is up to their discretion and their criteria, so make sure you play to your judges, friends. These are age-old debates that we are settling once and for all here on this pod. After this, it's over. All right, first one, we're going to start kind of generic, not too spicy. Uh, you know, we're going to see where it goes. So 30 seconds on the clock. The The sides here are TV shows or movies. Savan, you're taking uh, TV shows, is that right? Naturally. And Brian is taking movies savan you are up you have your 30 seconds on your mark get set go i don't even need 30 seconds i'm gonna keep it a bug oh he said i got one line tv lets you do long form storytelling you get to tell better stories over a longer period of time you get to break it up in a much better way movies are just naturally limited to that you know hour and a half to three hour window and that affects so much of the production how you can piece it together Many stories get condensed. You know, TV shows don't have that issue. They can go on as long or as short as time. Brian, you have 30 seconds. I mean, the movie watching experience we all know is far superior. Being in a dark room with lots of people, (laughs) with a giant screen. (laughs) The way you describe that. Full-on sound, uh, high-quality sound, and an epic cinematic experience like nothing is better than the communal experience and you're getting a huge budget focused on a very straightforward concise story that you don't need shit to drag on time savan you have 10 seconds go brian's wrong (laughs) all right terrible rebuttal (laughs) i'm the the judge i needed you know the winner is the person who made the point about the epic sound that you cannot get anywhere else. Brian, you are the winner. Y'all movies be are better. Movies are better than TV shows. Savan, you're next. Together. All right. In terms of people who make, you know, generally overrated films <laughs> and for film snobs, we have Brian defending Christopher Nolan and Wes. What do you want? James Cameron? No, you don't like James Cameron. You can take Snyder. No, I'm going to take Cameron. Fuck Snyder. His movies are awful. <laughs> All right, who do you want to go first? Wes, do it. James Cameron. He's not my favorite director, but here's what I respect about him. The man will go to any length to create the technology that he needs in his movies. Uh, he also puts an ending on his movies so that, you know, it's an actual fucking movie that you can actually watch and understand and enjoy. Um, he doesn't... He makes sure that, like, his characters feel believable and real. Like... This man, and also, like, in terms of uh, box office, this man has pulled in a ton of money per movie that he's made. Like, it's clear that he cares about his movies, and, you know, they're entirely watchable. Even if it's Titanic and Pandora or, uh, you know, Avatar, they get a lot of hate. But, hey, people go to see those movies, and they're they're lovely to look at. Done. I mean, Christopher Nolan, like, this is not even a debate. He's in his own category. The guy spins gold out of original ideas 
expanding what we can do with storytelling, still making them blockbusters. He's also creating new technology, bringing the IMAX 70 millimeters to all these theaters. Like there are no other experiences quite like a Christopher Nolan movie that makes you think, that makes you entertain, that makes you excited, that makes everybody talk like, and the movies are just better. Like Avatar is mid at best. The Dark Knight, one of the greatest movies ever. Come on. You know, right, Wes, if you I was Yeah, if I mean Now you muted, that's cool though. Yeah. Uh yeah, that, still muted. that's about right because <laughs> like this is not a debate. That is time. I would say that is time. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna award it to Wes because yes. Christopher Nolan movies never make a lick of damn sense. <laughs> All right, Brian, you're up. I never said I was a fair judge. All right, so this is this for the gamers out there. We got to settle this right now. Is it going to be PlayStation, Xbox, or Nintendo? What do you got, Savon? Thirty seconds. PlayStation is most consistent. Through all the console awards over the generations, they've always put out a consistent, good system with good games. Got the most fire exclusives. They're the ones who gave us Horizon, God of War, the Spider-Man series. I could go on and on and on. Sony is consistent, puts out good stuff, and is on the upswing. And frankly, if you're just trying to game with your friends, you get the console your homies got, that's always going to be PlayStation. That's what it's always been. Bing, bam, boss. <laughs> Savant, you know, you. I think you're right. PlayStation is. I, oh, I know I'm right. You're. They mean? got. They got good. You know, good titles. They're they're repeating, but like, you can't beat just the wow factor and the the emotional connection that we have to Nintendo, all the way from the NES to the SNES to 64, GameCube, all the lovely titles and the characters that we know and love. They come out of Nintendo, like. Who else like was part of your childhood more than Nintendo? It wasn't Sony. We don't care about this multinational corporation that also makes TVs. Like, nah, fuck them. Nintendo has it. If you go outside, you know what they have in their hand? They have a Switch. You go, you know, they have a game. They have one of those Game Boys or, you know, whatever, like Nintendo DS. That thing is just taking over the world. Pokemon comes out of Nintendo, one of the biggest IPs in all of gaming. Like, it's just untouchable. And then Breath of the Wild was a phenomenal game that just, like, overshadowed anything that came out of PlayStation. A rebuttal, Savon? Nintendo puts out a good console and then decides when they make a new console, we're going to scrap everything good about that and do something different because why the F not? Which sounds good. It's not good. Also, they don't lower the prices on their games. They still got Super Smash Brothers out here full price. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with uh, Wes on that yes, one. Just I'm <laughs> <laughs> All right. Here's the next one. It Y'all is... could be wrong together. <laughs> Netflix or HBO? Savan, you want to go first. I'm going to keep it a buck. HBO's better than Netflix. I can't in good faith sit here and <laughs> oh! just argue some shit that is just right. objectively wrong. Well, Netflix let's make, makes, who's the Netflix better has potential. Netflix, no, I mean, Netflix has their pros, which is that, you know, they have a lot of original content, and HBO doesn't nearly push nearly as much, like, original content. But also... Netflix is like a little kid throwing a bunch of spaghetti at the wall, and sometimes it looks like art. Other times, it's spaghetti on a wall, and they cancel everything. So, you know, when it's good shows, it's good, but they cancel everything. So that kind of, you know, ebbs and flows depending on what your tastes are. Brian, sell me on HBO better than Savant sold me on HBO. 
What? <laughs> this is outrageous. <laughs> it actually HBO is starting to turn a little bit more like Netflix <clears throat> with all the discovery content that's flooding it now. Wait, However, so you're just arguing the opposite side of the one you wanted? <laughs> we, just have, we have I, nuance. I mean, I would just say that like Netflix is not great and HBO is slipping. I'm going to throw a wrench in Apple TV Plus since I've subscribed. Good God. It might actually be the new front runner because <laughs> because they've cut the wheat from the chaff or whatever that expression is that I don't even know what that means because Apple TV Plus is very curated and now HBO has a glut of garbage. Time. All right. You, neither of you get 10 more seconds. Uh, you both lose because neither of you chose any of the sides that we were talking about. So uh, you both lose. I got to speak job. my truth. <laughs> All right, Savon, you're up. <laughs> All right, next one. Uh, a New Hope for Wesley or Empire Strikes Back for Brian? Wesley, you can go first. Hell yeah. A New Hope introduced the world to the land of Star Wars, the universe of Star Wars, and opened up everybody's eyes to what sci-fi could be, what movie making could be. And there isn't a single uh, movie that has come out in the past, you know, what, 40 years that doesn't reference in some way what Star Wars kind of innovated on um, back in the day. And, like, such a cool thing of just, like, Luke discovering what the, you know, what the Force is and everything like that. And then the, the, the cherry on top, Alex Guinness as or Alec Guinness as Obi-Wan, we don't really get to see him in Empire Strikes Back. We get to see him in New Hope do everything and be amazing. So uh that's why a New Hope is better, because Obi-Wan is just phenomenal in that movie. Is he though? Is he actually phenomenal? Isn't he only more interesting when we get him in the prequels? Like he's just an old guy that dies. <laughs> Everybody knows that Empire Strikes Back is the better movie because it's the more serious one. It has like bigger stakes. Like like Luke, I am your father. That's Empire Strikes Back, and like Han Solo, Frozen, and Carbonite, and everything is you know is shrouded on this cliffhanger. Like, are we are the rebels done for? Like, it's just a like a better movie. And then you can't forget Lando. I mean, Lando and the and Boba Fett. You know, two of the most iconic characters. Like, they're not in a New Hope. Empire Strikes Back. Like. It's a no-brainer. I mean, Brian's right. Empire Strikes Back is just the objectively better movie. But you can still... I don't get my 10 more seconds yet? You can, but, like, I'm the judge. I'm just trying to save you. Do your save. (laughs) Say your piece. All right. In 10 seconds, I would say A New Hope just has that hope and levity and awesomeness that, like, we want from a movie to be, like, transported to a brand new place. Empire doesn't have that. Empire is dark. It's people get their arms cut off, like, and it just ends in a place of dourness. Like, we don't need to see all that's real life. I don't need that. I want to go to the movies to be transported to like fantastical lands. Star Wars brought that. You're definitely pandering to Savan right now. <laughs> also, the first movie has a dude get his arm chopped off in the bar at the, <laughs> the most Eisley Cantina, one of the you know hivest, wretched scum of villainy in the galaxy. And it brought us the Moss Eisley Cantina, which was a phenomenal scene of like cool puppets and everything. Anyways, amazing. Empire Strikes Back. Ah, all right, you take that one, Brian. I guess. I guess I'm the judge. <laughs> all right, we're gonna go to our sports basketball uh, childhood here. Um, we're doing Dream Team versus Redeem Team. Brian, who do you got? Of course, it's the dream team, like the ones that started all the reason why basketball is international, because you put 
11 Hall of Famers. 11 Hall of Famers on the same team. Like, Wait, who didn't make it? The most iconic players. Uh, they had Christian Leitner instead of Isaiah Thomas. Mm. And that, that's because of Jordan. Because <laughs> Jordan's an asshole. All right. But, I mean, come on. Jordan, Magic, Bird, Ewing, Robinson, Barkley, all on the same team. They beat their opponents by an average of 45 <laughs> points. That is absurd. They're the greatest team that has ever existed. Savan. Simple. Uh, I won't pretend that the dream team didn't do a lot of work, and I won't pretend they didn't set the stage, but I'm also in that camp of the student always surpasses the master. Uh, They helped to grow international hoops, which means that the, the dream team is directly responsible for the competition being harder and when you have groups like the Redeem team, they were playing better competition because at that point, the international pool had just gotten so much better and everybody was way better. So, like, the Dream team was fire, but Redeem team had harder people to hoop against. Was it because of the Dream team's work? Yes, but I still hold the Time. Redeem team in higher esteem. Brian, 10-second rebuttal. I mean, part of why those that competition was harder because the team was just weaker. <laughs> They're just not as good. They're not as interesting, not as fun. Uh, didn't have as much chemistry. Like, did those guys even like each other? Time! That was a tough one. You guys had some very good points. I'm very torn on this. I think I have to give this one to the Dream Team. We got names of players who actually play on team. Savan didn't tell us who was on the Redeem Team, so I wasn't sure if I liked anybody on that team. MF, you should have known who was on the team. You watch basketball. <laughs> I only had 30 seconds. I told you my reason. Brain. My brain forgets. All right, Brian, you're up. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, of course, bringing it back to uh, nerd culture, Captain America or Superman, Wes, what you got? I'm going Superman on this one, and let me tell you why. Superman has the struggle of having to live his life with all these powers, but not always like be able to get to use them. And he just struggles with like, who am I? Who am I really like about, you know, and how do I like actually live my life and without like putting everybody around me in danger. And that's like the big problem is that because he's Superman, Lois Lane is always in danger. Once people know that like he's connected to her, like, there's just like he's always on guard and then he has to deal with like how do i actually get into the u.s like government but not be like a pawn of what the u.s government is trying to do in terms of like taking over the world uh so he's always struggled with that and i really love that he always chooses to do the right thing like i just i love i love my heroes i love guys that do the right thing um you know for the right reasons Savant? It's chosen oh, family wh- over blood family. Oh, what was you? Nobody trying to hit that mess. Superman is a superpowered god complex white guy from space who grew up in the country. Oh, woe is me. I have the powers of a god and I'm a white man in America. Oh no, my struggle. Oh no. <laughs> Superman is fine. Captain America. Now, granted, also white American dude. I will fully, <laughs> I will not pretend that. But Cap came out the trenches. Cap was tiny, weak, getting his ass beat, also doing the right thing, but didn't have the powers of a god that made doing the right thing a super easy thing. You know, Superman would jump in front of a truck and eat the lick. Cap would jump in front of a truck and eat the lick. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Out them trenches, New York, fought in the war, fought for his country. And at the very least, didn't have the physical gifts, but had the heart. Rebuttal? Two things. Superman's from Kansas, which means he's from Main Street, not from Wall Street. And the second thing is... Oh, my God. <laughs> and the, the second thing... 
Wes is at the podium right now. <laughs> the more important thing is that Superman can fucking fly. I don't want to watch a guy who just runs around and jumps real real good. Like, I want to see somebody fucking fly because that's awesome. And I want to fly in my real life. And, like, Superman let me live that dream. He's a better, like, icon for people. <laughs> the guy born with superpowers is the better icon. Uh, Savon. Ah, Savon definitely boo. took that one. Oh, man, Cal came out them trenches, you did. Just because you're from New York. <laughs> Watch Captain he, America. He eats licks, apparently. <laughs> eats I, I licks. like that one. Right, Superman right. will jump was, in front of a train, and the train will get destroyed hitting him. Cap will just die hitting, getting hit by the train because, hey, got to save my people. All right. Captain America is actually going to come back in the next one. But this time, it's about your leadership and your, you know, the guy who's going to get you going and ready for the fight. We're going Optimus Prime versus Captain America. Brian, who you got? <laughs> Let's keep it real here. We know that Captain America is a corny ass dude. He's, <laughs> he's the, the super serum white boy from like the 1940s. Like nobody cares about this guy. You got your powers from super serum? Like you're an experiment. Like no, no. Like this is 2023, man. What we're really looking to is our Cybertron future and Optimus Prime is the ultimate leader because he's got the matrix of leadership Keeps a level head, and he's got all his soldiers in line for battle because he's Time. also on the front lines with them. Savan, come on, man! Y'all have seen the Avengers movies, man. When Captain America give a speech, you be ready to jump up and run through a brick wall. That man says, "You know, we're going home. Some of us to places we haven't been before." But either way, you know, play it safe. Do your thing. Let's all make it. Even Rocket Raccoon was in that movie in Endgame. Like, yo, man, he nice with it. Like, yeah, I know, right? He nice. Like when the other in-universe characters, like, hey, yo, man, he talking that shit. Like they look at the camera, winking a nod. Come on, man, cat motivating people. He leading gods and super tech people, people who are objectively stronger than him. Time. They respect his leadership. Brian. Yo, Optimus. Optimus is above the fray, man. He is. He's not only a soldier. He is also a wise sage, and. All the soldiers fall into line because you cannot deny that Time. this guy is a he's just a guru. All right. Optimus commits war crimes in half just Michael Bay movies. My my personal <laughs> preference is Optimus. But the better argument here was Savon. Oh man. I, I like what you and did. When you, I... when you when you recognize in the movie that your speech was good and it's not corny, like you pulled it off. You pulled it off. So Captain America wins this round. Savon, you're up. <laughs> you boy. All right, here's one that's really been dividing the people. <laughs> Toilet paper over Brian or under Wesley? Brian, you're first. The Toilet paper's over me? Um, I mean, this is like, like is this even tree. a question? Like, of course, you got to put it over because so then you can easily find where the tear is to continue pulling it out when you need it. And so when it hangs over, you can, it, it's just like dangles so like well that you can just differentiate and get what you need when you need it in the most dire of circumstances, which we have all been through. Is it my turn? All right, yeah. here's the deal. It doesn't matter. Under, over, it really doesn't matter. Except in the instance where you have a cat. Because if you do it under, the cat cannot scratch it, scratch it, scratch it, and pull all the toilet paper out. So if you do it 
over, you know, if you do it the backwards way, like underneath, then you're good. Your toilet paper is safe from your pets or kids that are trying to like make your life a living hell with all your toilet paper. So toilet paper under doesn't make a big difference in terms of usability, but it does make a difference in terms of you not having to clean up after your stupid ass cat or your stupid ass kid uh, who, you know, messed up the bathroom. It totally makes a difference because when you need to wipe that ass, you don't want to spend all that time trying to look for the tear. And when it's underneath, it gets hidden, man. It gets hidden. And so, and then you're got you're grabbing it from underneath and you're touching all the other Whoa. toilet paper. Why are we you still talking about toilet time. paper? <laughs> you got it. When it's over, it's just like separated and you get what that's, you that's, need that's, when you that, need that it time. without contaminating the rest. That is time. Please stop. <laughs> Uh, this whole premise is ridiculous. I'm going to go with Wes only because he acknowledged yes. that it's ridiculous and that he gave at least one practical reason of cat. If a kid wants to F up your toilet paper, they're going to do it regardless. But the cat one seems like, okay, I guess if they can't do it that way, that's a solid dub. Hey. The real key is to not get a cat. <laughs> All right. All right. Next one. This or that. Okay. Who are you going with in the times that we're living in? Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Who's it going to be, Savan? As in who's worse or who would I prefer? Because they're <laughs> both they're both pretty like. Yeah, let's make the case that they're more evil. Yeah, I'm going to say who's Zuckerberg. the better supervillain? Oh, Zuckerberg, because he's got that Lex Luthor energy, you know, like he actually, you know, Musk is just an annoying meme lord who does like impulsive dumb shit. Zuckerberg actively helped destabilize the United States democracy and election for financial gain. And that's just a certain type of evil that's like, yo, he is in his bag in terms of being bad. <laughs> you may you make a good point about Zuckerberg and his ability to destabilize an entire political system here. I would say that Elon Musk actually I want to make the argument, you know, kind of counterintuitively that he's actually been a pretty interesting, like chaotic neutral force like SpaceX kind of awesome like a reusable uh you know rocket launch program that can actually be reused it's going to save a lot of money it's going to allow us to like send uh more instruments into space so that we can learn more about the universe and he's doing it at a way that makes less cost he he introduced electric cars to the to the masses in a way that makes it actually like cool to have one um and while i don't support his necessarily being a fucking troll all the time you can't admit that the guy's actually contributed quite a bit to society in a way that like may end up being kind of good for us. Wait, so you're saying he's good? He might be a good force, yeah. Um, okay. Are have, we, are we picking no, the worst supervillain here? I have no rebuttal because I feel like Wes already dug his own grave. So like <laughs> <laughs> I have nothing to say. Y'all yeah, that's, that's that's I'm that's trying Savon. to convince you that he's good. I guess <laughs> we're talking about the worst supervillain. I, I reject the premise. You didn't right. say you right. Savon, the premise. that is you. <laughs> Thank you. I think I made a pretty good argument. Um, all right. So, oh, back to basketball. We're going to do a timeless, you know, you're growing up, you're trying to play pickup with your friends. Which would be the better pickup spot? Are you trying to play basketball indoors on the hardwood or are you trying to play basketball outdoors uh, on the concrete? Brian, where are you going? Oh, it's definitely outdoors, man. You got to keep it real. Got to keep it raw. You got to keep it with no net baskets, baskets with chain nets. Double rims. You have baskets that are made of metal or some are plexiglass, double rims. 
That's the way to do it. You don't know if out of bounds is the wall or is like somebody's book bag. And then you got all the, the, the people hanging out too, who are like cheering on like random strangers, like some guy that just wants to get the ball and like shoot on his own. And like the ladies, come on. That that's the set. The ladies time. Damn, I kind of like Brian Ansel on the sling. <laughs> but that being said, indoors, it's a controlled environment, clear, defined lines. You're not going to spend half the day arguing because someone says, out of bounds, out of bounds, out of bounds. You're not getting trolled by a double rim that I'm convinced is just meant to, you know, just enrage people. You can clearly have multiple games going on and clearly know who's doing what. You can get some AC if it's a good facility. If you had a gym, you got water fountains, bathrooms, you know. Outdoors is nice when I was a kid in them trenches, but as a grown adult, I need a controlled environment where I know what I'm getting. Ten more seconds. I mean, you love Super Smash Brothers, man. You know you want the variability in the stage, and outdoors brings it, plus variability with who shows up to the pickup game, man. Like, you might be playing with anybody there. Well done, gentlemen. Look at stage hazards. You (laughs) made me want to play pickup right now. I want to go play some pickup. Uh, The winner on this one, though, is Brian. He talked about the backpack hey, being yo, the out-of-bounds line. Yeah, that that's, that's that what's up. That, that was good. That was good. That was good. I was like, and he said, I was like, oh, fuck. I'm like, I want to be on his side. <laughs> you know, I was surprised. He, You know, from New York, he didn't bring up, like, the legend of Rucker. You know, like, that's... I thought about it. I felt like it was also implied. West 4th Street, the cage. Hey. So, um, we're playing... It was called but, NBA Street, not NBA Inside. <laughs> 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 All right, who's up next, All right, Brian? so... What what are you guys doing here? Are you would you rather solo movie or solo dining? Oh, I know what I'm doing. All right. Uh Wes, what do you got? All right. I'm going on the solo movie here, right? Because the movie is inherently not necessarily it doesn't have to be a social experience in terms of like you have to be with someone you know. Like you're in a movie full of strangers anyways, even if you go with a friend or a couple of friends, and it's still an enjoyable experience. You get to hear all the people laughing and crying and being like, Whoa, the whole thing, right? Like you can go to the movie alone and it's not a big deal. If you go to the the dining, you know, dining alone, like sometimes it's a little bit sad. They're like, you don't have anybody you could come with. You know, and you're just sitting there, everybody looking at you. So, yeah, movie, solo, it's okay. Savon. I mean, first of all, some of the best movie experiences are when it's shared moments with people, but that's its own thing. Nothing like a nice quality dinner. You're not in a rush. You order what you want. No worry. Got to split in the bill. I'll go, you know, to a nice little restaurant, smoke a J outside, get into that vibe. Got my headphones on, listening to a soundtrack, order my food, eat at my own pace in silence reflect on life and you know my melancholic solitude it is a vibe and you know food is a nice time to socialize but it's also a nice time to just be with your own thoughts and self rebuttal west yeah so eating by yourself though like I want to have that conversation with somebody. Like that's what you're doing. Is it's, it's that's what you're there for to like to hang out, to talk, to like get to you know get get to catch up with somebody. If you're just eating there alone, like you could have done that at home. That's that's no different than just eating at home. Uh, you know, I actually would prefer to do solo movies. Like solo dining kind of freaks me out. But the way Savon <laughs> described it, that sounds really lovely. All right, yeah. all right. All right. You I give him the win nice, on that one, I guess. You want a record? I like solo movies. I go to the movies alone, alone all the time. I saw Ninja Turtles by myself. I see movies alone all the time. It's great, but the dinner I had after by myself was like a more of a vibe. <laughs> <laughs> that was the highlight. 
I went to eat ramen one time by myself. That was a little bit weird. I wanted to share that with somebody and be like, yo, this is so good. I share it with yourself. You, you could be your favorite person in life. Well, you got a family, so I guess. It's well, I can't family. be like, yo, that was so good. Like, yeah, it really was. Like to myself, that'd be weird. That'd be, I don't, I don't oh, talk I to did. myself. Well, at least you're certain you're going home with yourself. <laughs> All right. After. Anyway. Always got a date. All right, Savan. Uh, is this yeah. our last question? I think that's our yep, last one. That's the last one. We'll bring it home. So, front of the roller coaster, Brian. Back of the roller coaster, Wes. Oh, for sure. Okay, who's going first? I guess Brian, because he's there's the front. one argument that if it comes up, that might just decide it point blank. So we'll see what y'all say. All right. There's a reason. There's a separate line. There's an entire separate line for the front of the roller coaster because everybody knows it's the best option there is. Because there's nobody in front of you and you get the thrills unimpeded, uninterrupted by anybody else getting ahead of you. You get the full view of what you're going through and you get all the G-forces that are very exciting. And it's just like a thrill and a rush. It's like it's the best seat in the house and it is and always will be. That's why it's got a separate line. Okay, well, first of all, the line is for the back of the roller coaster. Uh, and then second of all, what? like you can't get hit by a fucking bird and die if you're not in the front because like you're going to take the bird to the face if, if you're in the front. And if the point is the thrill, being in the back is actually the best place because you actually get a longer time of being at the top speed when you're in the back. At the top of the hill, as the front of the roller coaster is coming down, the back is still at the top. And that's when the roller coaster actually actually gets going so you get shorted the length of the roller coaster of distance of not being at top speed that's why i like being in the back it's faster you get more of a whip effect in the back so i really like being in the back i think that's where it's better i will say the one downside is you could catch somebody's glasses in your face like if it falls off or something like you might be catching that in the face but hey that's a risk i'm willing to take because being in the back it just feels so much like more exhilarating I don't think it's exhilarating at all. You're actually like waiting the whole time and just like watching other people. Uh, and and the whipping around is very painful. The smoothest <laughs> ride is actually in the front. And, and you know, when you're doing the ascent and climbing uh, unimpeded, like that is the best feeling. Time. No one brought up that, you know, no one brought up vomit at all, which kind of surprised me. I was like, oh, Brian, you could have dunked on him point well, that's, blank. That's going to the back. Yeah, so I thought you could have dunked on him immediately. But Wes made some good points mathing it, saying like just mathematically you're getting shorted. Uh, I'm going to go with neither. I hate roller coasters. What? <laughs> I feel shorted on that one. Good. Y'all both make good arguments, but like I just don't like roller coasters. I don't even like the small roller coasters. <laughs> oh, my coasters. God. Last time I had to get on a roller coaster for real, for real was – on like a school trip in middle school where they said that you had to stick with your friends, your group there, or you had to be spend your day with the teachers. And my friends wanted to get on the roller coaster. So I had to choose between either roller coaster or I spend a day with the teachers at an amusement park. Roller coasters suck. That's just a bad take, but I respect bad it. Take. I respect it. All right, friends, that'll do it for us. What we're loving, this or that. Tell us what you thought of the this or that. I had a good time doing it. Even if you guys didn't like listening to it, I had a good time doing it. So yeah, I had good a times. Good time too uh, I don't know when we'll be back. We'll see what this uh, this new baby does, or maybe Brian and uh, Savan will will do a nice duo show. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to. You know, it, if so it's a boy in. or a girl, y'all just like loop it's gonna be a girl. Ooh, gonna be a girl. girl dad West. Savanisha. <laughs> Stop. Oh my god, I can't with y'all. <laughs> All right. Friends, that'll do it. Have a good one. Bye.